This is NEPM's Valley Voices Summer Shorts Podcast. I'm Earl Miller from Holyoke, and this is my story, 12 Trips. I, I told this story as opposed to the story I told in the first round, uh, partly because I wanted to challenge myself and I wanted to see if I could do it again, and partly because, for me, this story is about people who rarely get to have their story told in a whole human way, not just the pain, but the funniness of it, the whole uh, heaviness of it, the weight of, of feeling like not only is no one coming to help you, but no one cares that you're experiencing these incredibly heavy things. And so for me, what better place to tell the story than the Academy of Music? And I'm really grateful I had the chance to do it. Hope you like it. I'm so glad I can't see you all. It's terrifying to be in front of this many white people on a Saturday night. Uh, make a hand for Adam. Uh, it's crazy. If he plays me off, I'm gonna burn his guitar, I don't know. Um, so, my career is complicated. Uh, I'm a terrible employee. Uh, I was fired from a Walmart. I had worked there for about three months. Uh, I had stopped going uh, about a month in. <laughs> they kept paying me, so it was a, it was a great situation. Um, I've never been good at much. Uh, but I found myself after the birth of my daughter uh, looking for a work. And I went to a Dunkin' Donuts and they said that I was both underqualified and overqualified, which is a tricky place to find yourself. Um, and what I found after that was this community of people. Uh, I started running this center in downtown Springfield. It's called the Bowen Center. Uh, and there, uh, what I did was try not to hurt people and try to be helpful where I could. Um, but I didn't know anything. Uh, functionally, I should never have been allowed to run this place. Um, I had a budget of $200 a month, which to me at the time was like a million dollars. I bought a bunch of Lunchables, um, which is not a responsible decision. Um, and nobody really likes Lunchables anymore, I didn't know. It was a shift in my life. Um, in this space, where I would often find myself was at the kind of collision point of people faced with both the wreckage of their past and the hope of their future. And, and this kind of space of hoping that you hadn't already done something that was gonna ruin your life. Um, I also learned one time a lesson about uh, asking people to describe a thing before they show you. Uh, I was in my little office, uh, which I tried not to be in because it made me look professional and I was really trying not to be. Uh, and a woman came in and she had her leg wrapped in gauze and she said, uh, can you uh, look at this for me? And I thought, sure, uh, I shouldn't be doing any of this. I'm not a doctor, but I'm here, so I'll look at it. Uh, and she pulled back the gauze to reveal about a fist size hole in her leg. Um, and I threw up because <laughs> I threw up. Uh, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I vomited. Um, and I gave her a first aid kit because that's what I had. Uh, and I made an intern driver to the hospital, a very scared Smith intern. Um, this same person would come back to me uh, about two months later and reveal to me that they had been diagnosed with HIV. Um, and this was someone who I had really grown to love, um, someone who, who had felt the sort of pain that I don't think many folks get to experience. Um, and when she shared this with me, she also shared with me that she had engaged in some behaviors with some of the other folks there, and I needed to go get them tested as well. Um, I don't know how you're supposed to do that. Um, so what I do is every Tuesday and Thursday, I grab a group of people, and I say, hey, let's go to lunch. 
and I take them to a McDonald's uh, up on Boston Road, and across the street from that is a testing center, and after we eat, I go, hey, we're just here, we should, we should all go get tested. And so we walk in there, and we all get tested, and, and, and we do this for six weeks uh, until we have everybody. Um, the 12th trip to the clinic was, was pretty interesting to me. When I showed up, there was a white guy in a doctor's coat at the door. It was terrifying. Uh, I, I, anytime you show up to a place and there's not usually a doctor there and there's a doctor there, not great. Um, and I'm thinking, oh my God, I have caught myself. Uh, I don't know what's happened. I'm going to die. Um, the people there say, Mr. Miller, uh, we'd like to speak with you in a back room. And I go, oh my God, I'm going to die. And I'm going to, I don't, I have like the, whatever mass, the like lowest level of mass health is, that's what I have. It's like, if you're dead, you can come to the hospital for 15 minutes. And if you are still dead, we will, I don't know, bury you somewhere. Uh, that's, I have that level of mass health. So I'm thinking, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm dead. Um, and they take me to this back room and more, sorry to say it again, white people flood into the room, which is also a really bad sign, right? I, I remember this, this young, she must have been an intern, young woman came in, she looked at me and then tears welled up in her eyes. And I thought, oh my God, oh my God. If young white people are crying, I'm in real trouble. I'm in real trouble. Oh my God, that was quick. Um, I'm in real trouble. And they sit me down and they, what they start to describe is, you know, Mr. Miller, you've been here uh, 12 times in the last six weeks. Um, based on the amount of time you're coming here, we don't know exactly what you're doing, but we would like to help you stop. And they start to describe the things they have planned for me. They have an apartment for me. Uh, they're going to get me food every day. Uh, they got clean needles. I, I don't use needles. I don't even like needles at the doctors. They got needles for me. They got everything I could think of. They have a, the doctor is now my doctor, I guess. He's, he's doing some workups. And they have this, like, there's this look in their eyes that I find really genuine of, like, they want to help me. But I, I forgot to tell anybody there that I was working. So after about a half hour of them, like, giving me this pitch, I go, hey, could have mentioned this earlier, but I, I work here. I, I'm taking these people from my job here to get tested. And they go, well, if you had mentioned that, we wouldn't have tested you 12 times. We would have just had you sit in an empty room. And I think, oh, yeah, of, co of course that's what you're supposed to do, right? You're supposed to tell them, whatever. And... <laughs> and, and God, I'm, I, so every time I go there after that, uh, the doctor comes back out and he brings someone over and he points at me and you can tell, see him tell the story and the person goes, like, what is this idiot, what is he doing here? And, and the thing that sticks out to me is I was so new at this job, I didn't know what I could do. And in the middle of them yelling at me, they had called me unprofessional, which meant they expected me to be professional. And so that's how I, I think my career started, right? Was being so unprofessional that I learned that there was an expectation. That, that space changed me. And, and one of the things I, I just want to, I hate to be the message guy, but I don't know that folks always understand how hard it is to be poor in this place. How hard it is to be absolutely destitute in a place where some people have so much. And how, how much that rips at your dignity. And, 
and how good those people were. Every one of those people I took there, when they saw me go in that back room, prayed for me. They were crying when I came out. This was the first time in my life that a group of people loved me. And, and, and I did offend that clinic pretty severely. Thank you. That was Earl Miller with his story, 12 Trips. I'm Katie Wright. I'm the producer of all of our Valley Voices podcasts. Valley Voices is a co-production of NEPM and the Academy of Music. We're already working together to plan Season 9. The first call for auditions is coming soon, so make sure you don't miss it. Sign up for our emails and be the first to get all of our timely announcements. You can do that through nepm.org or just send us a note at valleyvoices at nepm.org. And in the meantime, see you next week for another one of NEPM's Valley Voices Summer Shorts podcasts.